Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. In the 1960s, Jack Warner, who was one of the last, he was the last living one of the Warner Brothers. Okay, the Warner Brothers, you guys know of that. He sold his stock for the Warner Brothers franchise for $640 million in 1960. That was a pile of money back in the day. Come on, everybody. And a reporter asked him, how many friends do you have in the world? With that much money, how many friends do you have in the world? He said, I don't have one friend. I don't have one friend. I have $640 million. I don't have a friend. Can I tell you something? That man was bankrupt. Right? He had a lot of junk. He didn't even have... I mean, he didn't even have friends to help him move his junk. Because you know you're a special kind of friend when you'll show up to help somebody move. Right? That's not what he had. Right? It's an example right there of a man who's rich but super poor. Super poor. So I don't think any of us here today have $640 million. If there is anyone, I'd really like to immediately following service talk to you for a moment. I just want to take up a couple minutes of your time and give you an opportunity. Um, everybody wants friends, right? We all want friends. We love friendship. We want friends. Loneliness is rampant in the culture and society in which we live. It's, it's the number one emotional problem. It's the, a top-selling book for decades has been Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Right, incredible read. Everybody wants friends, but everybody needs friends. It's, it goes beyond a want. It's a need that we have. It's a deep longing. It's a, it's a desire of our heart, right? And when God made the world, I'm just telling you, he put mankind in it, and he developed a desire in each of us to want friendship, to want fellowship, to want companionship, to walk out life with people around us. And and uh, he even said this. He said, it's not good for a man to be alone. Alone. How many of you know it's not good for men to be alone? Money's spent. Things are broken. Come on, everybody. Well, I tore this out. Yeah, but did you replace it? No. Right? I'm going to move on because some of your emotional needs are being challenged right now. You need friends. We all need friends. We look through the Bible. There's incredible friendships throughout Scripture, right? We have Paul and Timothy, which is a mentor, mentee. We have, we have who do we have? I'm drawing a blank. We have, we have David and Jonathan, right? Incredible friendship, right? We have all sorts of people. We have Paul and Barnabas. We have all these people throughout Scripture, right? And then we get to modern times. Or, or modern for me because I'm old now, older. We had Bo and Luke Duke. Come on. Right? When the challenger's in the air and na 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 You know, it always paused, right? And you heard the voice of who? Merle Haggard. The beginning of every... Come on, y'all didn't know that? Dukes of Hazard started with Merle every show. I'm, I'm disappointed. It's like I'm in the East or something. We should know. Come on, everybody. Right? Bo had Luke. Joey had Chandler. Right? Joey had Chandler. 
Hey, even Michael Jackson had that monkey. Oh, that maybe that, may, that was too far. Anyway, <laughs> friends always want what? More friends. We know if we if we've had friends, we desire them. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty-seven verse nineteen, it says a mirror reflects a man's face, but but he is really like is shown by the friends he chooses. Circle chooses there in your notes. I want you to understand this. Friendship's not accidental. You will naturally choose some people that you're like. Okay? And so right now, if you don't like your friends, well, um, sorry. Uh, you You can make a bad choice in friends, and it'll harm you. Right? Have you ever seen anyone waste their life because they chose the wrong friends? Sure. Absolutely. Um, let's show my age here again, but back in the day, how many of you remember the show Miami Vice? Right, Miami Vice. Don Johnson. Remember Don? Don, uh, in, the, in the 70s, his life was a mess, and he went through a 10-year destructive period of all sorts of horrible things, Can't, cocaine, booze. He wrecked a bunch of cars. He was spent a lot of time in jail. He, and he joined Alcoholics Anonymous, and he, he, went, he went clean in 1983. And they said, they said, Don, do you have any regrets? He said, yeah, I have regrets wasting lots of time with a bunch of jerks I wish I hadn't spent 10 minutes with. You choose the wrong people to run with. You choose the wrong friends. It's going to take you down a wrong path. Come on. And the fact is, God cares about the kind of people you hang out with, right? Because it's going to be a huge reflection of how you live your life. He wants you to have great friendships. How, how do I have those kind of friendships? What do I do? What, how do I ensure that I have those friendships? Well, the Bible teaches very clearly that the way to have good friends is this. The type of friend I am is the type of friend I will attract. In the book of Proverbs, there's... Several more, but I'm, I, I pick six different marks of a real friend. If you build these into your life, I'm just telling you, you're going to attract the kind of people you want to be around. I'm, I'm going to give you six things this morning to look at. Very practical message on this holiday weekend um, where hopefully you'll get to spend a lot of time with friends, right? Some time with friends, and that'll be good. And so number one in your notes, if you grab notes as you came in, number one, I must be committed. If you're going to be a good friend, it's going to take commitment. Just like being good at anything else in your life, if you're going to be good at it, you've got to be committed to it. Proverbs 18, 24 says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. A man of many companions. Is it, is it wrong to have a lot of friends? Yes or no? No, of course not. The point here he's making is, Focus on the quality, not the quantity, okay? When it comes to having friends, you, you can't be committed to everything. You can't be a committed friend to everybody, right? you got to concentrate on quality. There's, there's a lot of level of friendships. There's, there's acquaintances, right? There's the, the, it's people that you send Christmas cards to, Right? 
um, the people you have to look up their addresses, the people I'm talking about. There's companions, right? The people you work with, people you play games with, you hang out with, you play softball with, those people. There's, there's, then there's genuine close friends that you have a major relationship with. You're right, your, your lives get intertwined, right? You, these are the type of people you would vacation with, right? Don't vacation with everybody. You'll come home not friends. I promise, right? The people that you can vacation with, make sure you choose the right people. Can you, you, can, can you be popular and have close friends, yes or no? Yeah, your, your, social, life, your social life, though, can prevent you from having deep friendships. Um, you're so busy impressing everybody around on a superficial level that you don't know any, anybody really with any depth. Or may I put it this way, they don't know you. Right? Because all they see is your highlight reel. All they see is your Instagram. Nobody's ever like bummed out, hair matted, drool, boogers in your eye. You know what I'm saying? No one ever takes those Instagram pictures. Everything's dialed up. Filter on, right? Listen, I've met thousands of people, but my real friends. I would give all those people away for some real friends. Come on. Some people that I can really do life with. Proverbs 18, verse 24 in the Good News Edition says, Some friendships don't last, but some friendships are more loyal than brothers. It's true. I've known people that were closer to friends. I've, I have very close friends, right? Very close. It, loyal means committed. It means committed. Friendship begins with commitment. With commitment. In the Bible, they, they made covenants of friendship. It wasn't just, hey, you want to be my friend? No one ever hardly ever says that unless you're in third grade. <laughs> right? Hey, you want to be my friend? Like, what adults say that to each other? That's weird. If you're that creepy adult. <laughs> thanks, Bobby. Now we know. Jen's that friend. Jen is that friend, apparently, according to Bobby. <laughs> she, she just has a way of introduction, I think is what it is. <laughs> intentional friend. She just picks some people very intentionally. It's like adopting a puppy. <laughs> That's how she got Bobby, he said. That's what he said. He was a wayward stray and... She led him in the pickup. Anyway. Who are you committed to? Let me ask a better question. Who knows you're committed to them? Because it's one thing for you to know. It's another thing for them to know. The level of friendship deepens greatly when they know that you're actually committed to them in that relationship. It's, it's, it's the most important one. Come on. The commitment, I must be committed. You, you don't need a lot of friends, you just need some. You need some deep, committed relationships. You need good ones. Hello? And then secondly, write this down, I must be considerate. If I'm going to be a good friend, 
I not only have to be committed, but I got to be considerate. Proverbs 19.22, friendliness bears fruit for a man. It bears fruit. Kindness makes a man attractive. Okay, men, because the Bible said it, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want to be attractive? Every man in here is like, I am. Flexed in the mirror this morning. I still got it. (laughs) Keep telling yourself that, right? Okay. Yes, you do. You still kindness makes a man attract. That's what scripture says. That's what it says. You're like, no, pecs, pecs make a man attractive. Biceps make no. Maybe, I guess, if she likes that. But kindness, kindness makes a man attractive, right? If you want to know who your friends are. Just make a mistake. You thought I was going to say something else. A friend will never say things like this. I knew it was going to happen. How, how could you be so dumb? Right? What a stupid thing to do. You're like, well, thanks. Because real friends don't kick you while you're down. Right? They're considerate. What season you're in, what, what you're walking through. Proverbs 17, verse 9, love forgets mistakes. Forgets mistakes. Nagging about them parts the best of friends. Scripture's telling us it parts friendships. The mistake, the nagging, just cont- it parts it. Friends are good forgetters. They're not blind, they just choose to overlook things. Hello? Intentional overlook, right? They don't rub it in, they rub it out, right? They, they choose to overlook your faults. They choose to overlook your shortcomings. The things where you're not firing at all, on all cylinders. The thing when you, are you getting it? Okay, you got to be what? You got to be considerate. Number three, number three, I must be confidential. Confidential. Proverbs eleven thirteen, a gossip betrays confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. Can you keep a secret? If you're known as the person not to tell secrets to, it's going to limit your friendship. It's going to live at the depth of friendship people have with you because no one wants all their stuff out there. So can you keep a secret? When, when I was in high school, I, I, I knew a boy, a, a kid in my class that shared a little love letter with his, this girl that liked him with his best friend and asked him to keep it a secret. And the next, the next day, Literally, the letter had been photoshopped, photocopied, and passed around the school. Right? And uh, I'm just telling you, not only did he not have a girlfriend anymore, he lost some friends too. Right? Because people were kind of celebrating 
what should have been confidential publicly in a way that it destroyed it all. The quickest way to kill a friendship is gossip. It's just the quickest way. Like, like the three pastors who were out fishing and they said, well, let's just be open today, guys, honest. Let's bear our soul to one another. So let's share our favorite sin with each other. One guy said, uh, I have a love of money, just a real passion, a lust for money. The next guy says, my problem is lust, but it's, I can't keep my eyes off other women. And the third guy, he said, my problem is, is I can't wait to get back and tell everybody. <laughs> about what y'all's deal is. <clears throat> We've got to be. Committed, confidential, come on. You got to be confidential. A friend is one who can listen without having the burning desire to broadcast it. You need to be able to listen without broadcasting it. Let's say it one more time. You got to listen without sharing it with everybody. Even the people that you know will keep it a secret. Just could tell this one person because I know, I know they'll keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah. You get anything? Come on. Number four. Number four. I only have six. Teen. I'm just, just kidding. Just six. Number four. I must be candid. Candid. Open. Honest. Frank. There's a Frank in the room. I apologize. Your name. Your mom. You should, you should challenge your mom on that deal. Right? Frank. You've got to be open. You've got to be honest. You've got, you just, you just got to be candid. Because a true friend will level with you. So this right here is going to be like, I've liked all the others. I don't like this one. They'll shoot straight with you. They'll tell you the truth, truth even when it's painful for you to hear it. This is the person or people in your life that can tell you no and you accept it. And not just say, well, that's your opinion. Right? These are the people. This is, this is important because we all have blind spots. Right? We were taking Amber to Waxahachie to go to college a few weeks back. But three weeks ago now, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Seems like forever. Three years ago. Y'all still pray for me. I still cry every day. Every day I cry. Okay? I'm going to go on because I'll cry right now. Uh, um. Blind spot, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, my little girl's in service right now. She's serving. Uh, mm. We, the boys and I were in Gail's Suburban, and, and Amber and Gail were in her car because she needs her car to be at school. So we had to take separate vehicles, which I got gypped, and I had to be with the stinky boys. Sorry, Creed. And... Uh, but between here and Amarillo, I, I made a lane change, and there was a guy in a little Mercedes that he just happened to be in the wrong spot, spot at the wrong time. And I'm so thankful that those cars have that good braking system on them because when he went in the ditch, he got to come right back out. Okay? I, I didn't see him. Okay? I changed lanes. And I didn't see him, and I pushed the old boy right into the median. 
And it wasn't because I was intentional. It wasn't because I didn't look. I looked in my mirror. There was no one there. But what I didn't know is he was too close to me. So I was looking past him. He was already beside me, right? And so when I went up, he was in my what? He was in my blind spot. We, we all have them, right? We all have them. And the bigger you tend to think you are, the bigger your blind spots tend to be. Ooh, that'll preach, okay? That's good. Just like a vehicle, right? You drive a little something, it's, it's like hard to notice that there are blind spots. But the bigger the vehicle, the bigger the blind spots, right? The bigger your pride tends to be. I'm just going to move on, right? Proverbs 27, verse 5 and 6, better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Words of a friend can be trusted, okay? Most people have never had, I'm going to say it again, most people have never had a friend at that level. And that's sad, and that's why many people don't grow spiritually, Okay? Because they've, they've assembled a group of people around them that will just tell them what they want to hear. We don't have anyone who will tell us, I care enough to tell you that you're blowing it. You're making a huge mistake here. You're not seeing what I'm looking at. Okay? You're, 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 you're headed down the wrong track. Have you ever had anyone in your life who's got the freedom to come up to you and say, dude, you're totally missing it right here. You don't have those people. We need them. We need these people in our life. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I mean, I, I have to occasionally tell people, listen, don't do that. What thought you like me? I love you. That's why I'm telling you not to do that. I could just add a boy you all the way to the death of who you are. Or I could tell you the truth. What level friend do you need me to be for you? Right? I'm telling you guys, I want friends that are true friends. They can tell me the truth. They can love me openly. Now, we're going we're gonna to talk about this, okay? Because you don't just openly rebuke your friends in front of everybody. Right? But most people have never had a friend at that level. Proverbs 24, verse 26 says, An honest answer is a sign of true friendship. I, I think I've told the story before. I know I have. I picked Gail up one time for a date. We dated for almost, almost, well, over five years, and then we got married on our, in our sixth year of dating. And it took her a long time to convince me. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, she was proving these. Was, do you have, are these the six things, six years? Coincidence. Maybe not. Uh, but one night, I, we, she lived in Milshu. I lived in Portales. So I drove to Milshoe, which is Texas time, had an hour before us. I had to pick her up, and we t- went to Clovis to go out to a movie. We were, I took her to the fanciest restaurant I know, Allsup's. And uh, it, was, it was Jimmy, it was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was the, what, the, yeah, the, what was, what did they call it back in the day? It was the two burritos in a, in a tall sup for $1.99. Bobby was three. He does, still doesn't remember. Uh, he worked there when he was five, he said. Uh, so, standing in Allsup's, Gil said, I got a haircut. Do you like my haircut? And I was like, I thought we were this kind of friend. 
I thought I could tell her the truth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Apparently with women, you cannot tell them the true answer to that question. She said, take me home. She did. So I watched a movie by myself that night. <laughs> An honest answer is a sign of true friendship. For years, I, uh, on Friday mornings, I met with a real good friend. And we had breakfast most Friday mornings. And we'd either have breakfast or we'd play around a golf. Or sometimes we'd do both, depending on what the day looked like. And, and uh, for years... While, while talking over breakfast, my friend would scribble out on a napkin. You have those people in your life, they just write on napkins. And then a few years later, my friend moved. And uh, a couple years after him moving, he, he called me one day and he said, Hey, I, I don't know if you know this, but you remember at breakfast when I'd write on all those little napkins? And I said, Yeah. And he said, They're every one of them in my desk drawer. They're conversations that we had, and they're things that mattered. And I wrote them down, and I remember them, and sometimes I have to refer back, and I go back to those things. Listen, the words are of a friend, Scripture says, is inscribed on the heart. Okay? That's what friendship looks like. Have, have, having someone who's committed, who's considerate of your feelings, who can keep a secret, who's confidential, who's, it's, it's so important. Who's candid? Who can level with you? Let me give you some rules for being candid. These aren't in your notes. Write these down if you want. Rules for being candid or being honest. Some rules, okay? You compliment in public, but you correct in private. Compliment in public, correct in private. Number two, these would be great for parents, by the way. These are great. These are great just about any relationship you have. Number two, you correct when people are up, not when they're down. Again, don't kick them when they're down. Right? Hey, that was a lousy thing you did back there. I know you don't feel good and you're sick and you hadn't, you know, all the things. That's awful. Wow. Thanks. Right? When they're feeling good, they can handle it. Got a little more gas in the tank. Don't kick them when they're down. Number three. You never correct a person until you first till you first proven that you're open for correction. You don't correct them until you've given them access to correct you. The proverbial if you've ever played golf a day in your life, the guy who's no good at golf who just shanked his shot but when you take the tee box to hit yours, he's going to tell you how to stand, how to hold the club, which way to turn. Right? It's like taking marriage advice from the guy that's been married nine times. Unless he's writing the book on what not to do, that's not the guy to listen to. Right? It's like taking dieting advice from me. Don't do that. I'm not good at it. I've lost like 700 pounds. 
and found 850. Right? Don't correct a person until you've proven that you can handle correction. Never rebuke, never rebuke your friend until you've proven that you're open to that rebuke from them in an area in your own life where you have blind spots and you know you do. You know you do. Next, write this one down. I must be constructive. Constructive. Proverbs 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, friends shape friends. Shape, right? We shape one another. As we walk through life with each other, most of the times we're unaware of of, of the influence we have on other people. You're completely unaware. You have a tremendous influence. One thing, every time I speak to teenagers, I tell them, you have an incredible amount of influence on the people that you're around. Well, they don't really, they don't, they're not around me much. They're really not close to me. They, they're still watching. They're still learning. They're still see, they, they're watching you. They're, they're learning things. They're sh- you're shaping them, right? You're shaping other, other people. You're either building people up or you're tearing them down. I, I've said it for years. Every person in your life is either an, a pillar of strength or an area of weakness. Every person in your life. You're either healing or you're hurting people. This is your spouse. This is your, the people you work with. This is your, your kids, the people that you, that you recreate. All the things. A good friend is constructive. They're, they're encouraging people. Yes? They lift up our spirits. They build us up. They're... You don't tear us down. At least your friend, man, sometimes after a rough day, I know there's some people in my life I can call that will build me up. Right? And you know what? I'm honest with those people in that moment. Like, hey, 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 listen, now's not, uh, you may need to correct me on some things. This ain't today. Right? I need some encouragement right here. What are you going through? Man, I'm struggling. Help me out, right? You lift, they lift our spirits. They encourage us. One of the things, and I'll talk about it at the service, but Linda was a lifter. You know? She just lifted everybody's spirits. I mean, you couldn't help but smile when you're around Linda Russell. I mean, from the variety of shirts she wore... Come on, right? I mean, it's just the stuff she'd say. It was awesome. She lived your spirits. She's shaping people. Listen, as you walk through life, you're shaping the people around you. They're shaping you. You're shaping them. That's why the Bible says it's so important that you choose the type of friends you have. As iron sharpens iron, right? Friends shape friends. Okay, so I'm going to give you some homework today. Ready? You're like, on a holiday weekend? Yeah. Listen, 16 times in the book of Proverbs, it says don't hang out with this kind of person or that kind of person. 16 different times. It's not a legalistic thing. It's God's helping you shape your future, okay? Okay? There's different kinds of people mentioned in the book of Proverbs. It says you should not have as close friends. It doesn't say avoid these people and treat them awful. No, no, no. Be friendly to them. 
but they're not the ones that are riding in the passenger seat with you. Are you with me? Okay? So read the 31 chapters of Proverbs. Right now you're like, whoa, not a reader. Then listen. It'll take you like 20 minutes. Listen, okay? Good, good, grief. And find out, find the 16 references that talk about don't hang out with this kind of person. Parents, this would be a great opportunity for you to do with your kids, right? Teach them to find the friends that they ought to have. Because friends shape friends. It's always easier. Listen, it's always easier to pull someone down than it is to pull them up. Okay? So real friends are constructive. They build each other up. They, they raise each other. They build self-esteem in each other. Right? If your child, listen, mom and dad, if you're after hanging out for an extended weekend with a certain kid, your co- kid comes home and he's just like, Man, I'm terrible at this. I don't do that well. I'm in, I'm in. Just understand, it's probably not a good environment for them to hang out in. Right? Come on. But if they come home and they're like, can't wait for basketball season. So I'm going to dunk on those guys. And they're like this tall. <laughs> like, eh. They have a trampoline over there? I mean, you got to ask some questions. You know what I'm saying? But, but their self-esteem, something happened. Right? They were around somebody that lifted them somehow. Right? So just in your walk, just, just casually raise people that raise people. How about that? I know last week I talked about raising kids to be God-centered, right? But we should raise people. We need friendships like that too that, that build us, right? Emerson said this, a real friend makes us do what we can do. What we can do. See, we think that sometimes we need to do what we can't do. You're never going to do what you can't do. But you can accomplish more than what you ever thought you could do. So you need to believe what you can do is different on the front end, and you'll start to accomplish a lot of things. Um, just, just a word of encouragement right, right here at the right time can make a huge difference. Huge difference in, in the world. Listen, it's not the amount of time you spend with a person. It's the amount of quality time you spend with a person. It changes everything. Real friends are constructive. Okay? So here's, here's a test of real friendship. Paul, if you'll help me out on the keys, I don't know. A a test of real friendship here is this. How do you handle a friend's success? Anybody can be a good friend when someone's walking through heartache, tragedy. It's easy to know what to say, right? How do you handle their success? When suddenly the thing you've prayed about all your life You're seeing them live it out. And you're still praying that it come to be for you. When they get to do something that you don't get to do, how do you manage that? When they get to buy something that you don't get to buy, hello? Promotions can ruin friendships. You get jealous of your friends. 
Remember, I said this a few weeks ago, and I'll I'll keep saying it because I think it's just so important. You think sometimes when someone gets something, receives something, it's obviously a blessing from the Lord. It's what we believe, right? But why do we believe that God doesn't have more for us? Just because they got blessed doesn't mean his, his economy ran a little short and he don't have any left for you. That's not what that means. God's got enough for everybody. Come on. Do you get jealous of your friends? You secretly compete with them. I see this all the time. Listen, a real friend will they'll love you even when you're a success. A real friend will let you talk about your victories. And they won't think you're bragging. Come on, everybody. A real friend will let you talk about your success and not put you down behind your back for talking about it. They'll be proud for you. Can I encourage you? In just in your vocabulary and in your thoughts, your thoughts will shape what you say. But instead of saying, I'm proud of you so much, start saying, I'm proud for you. And I'm proud for them. Right? Before you ever even interact with it, when you see or hear or whatever the case is, I'm proud for them. I'm, man, and and, and you, if it'll happen, if, it, if that happens within you, it will turn into that you're proud of them. Right? The secret to having great relationships, be enthusiastic about other people's accomplishments. Well, that's, that's great for you, but what about me in the meantime? Blah, 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 blah. Become a cheering section for somebody. Let people know that you're pulling for them because everyone else in the world is trying to discourage them. Lift them up. Lift them up, number six. This is the last one, by the way. Number six. I must be consistent. Inconsistency destroys friendships. Proverbs 17, verse 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Circle the word all there. A friend loves at all times. But a brother, in other words, somebody who's close, who's who's interconnected, a brother is born for times of adversity. A friend can be counted on, can be dependable, right, somebody? A friend is in your corner when they see you that you are cornered. A, a friend will see you through when other friends just see that you're through. Friend walks in when everyone else is walking out. I'll stand with you through whatever's coming your way. Whatever's happened. Once in a while, I'll hear somebody say, I'm a friend of so and so, and I know they've got a problem with another person. They'll say it in a real pious tone. And they'll say this, but I'm just not going to take sides. Sounds real, real proud, right? Look at me. Friends take sides. You with me? You're like, I'm not sure what he's, he's talking about here. Last week he said that we need to be, we need, we need to discriminate. You need to listen to that message. It's some context. 
Today he's saying, friends take sides. What do I do? It's contrary to what I, who I've always been. No, it's not. Because you've always taken sides, don't worry. Right? What side are you on? The side of truth? The side of love? Even when it hurts? Even when it's painful? Come on, everybody. They stand up with people. That's what it means to be a great friend. It means to be consistent. It says there, at all times. If you're consistent, you stand by your friend, even in times where it doesn't make sense. Come on. I'll never forget walking home from the junior high dance. This car pulls up down, they were pulling down the street. It's actually one of the junior high dances, our ninth grade year. Car pulls down the street and these guys are waving and I'm like, hey, because I'm just friendly. Right? They thought I wasn't waving with all my fingers. So they pulled around the block and they stopped and the doors fly open and there's like 11 people that pull out of this car. It was me and my friend Jesse. I'll withhold his last name so you don't look him up on the internet and message him. Harass him and such. No, I'm kidding. He, if he was here, he'd back this up. He, Jesse was with me, but Jesse had had knee surgery two weeks prior, but it was the Olympics were on TV, and my mom was an Olympic junkie, so she missed. We didn't have cell phones. She missed the time where she was supposed to come pick us up, so she was late. So me and Jesse were walking home. He's on crutches because he had had knee surgery and blew out his knee in football. And, that car pulls up and those guys pile out. And this is where I really feel like I had to start being tough, the tough guy, you know what I mean? That guy got out and he screamed at me, one of them did. I'm like, you little skinny rascal, I whoop you. And I could have until he took that knife out of his pocket. He said, I'm fixing to cut you, boy. And the next thing I knew was I got hit in the face. Some other guy standing beside him somewhere clocked me right in the nose, broke my nose. If you've ever had that pain button pushed hard enough, your vision leaves you instantly. Right? And I bend over like this. The next thing I knew, I came up and my vision kind of cleared and I watched my buddy Jesse take a crutch and he hit two of them two of them down in one blow I'm like you're the man and then they pounded on him you know what I mean I'm like a friend he could have just you know what I mean? He didn't. He like took one, several, for the team. Several, he took more than me. Because I will tell you, I ran. I ran as fast as my little chubby self could go. At all times. That's what friendship looks like. 
to skip some of this, but there's things that you you got to be really careful for in friendship. Business and friendship sometimes causes friendship to come to an end. Money, come on, everybody. Sometimes time, we get so busy that we don't have time for any close friends. If that's you, you're way too busy. You're way too self-motivated. Slow down. I don't have time to develop strong, close relationships. Then you're out of the will of God. Because it's important. It's important to him. There's a ton of scriptures written about friendship. The type of friend you are is the type of friend you'll attract. How many of you need some help in this area of your life right, right now, all over the room? I do. Three of you. Great. Glad I preached this. Um, if you'll stand, I want to I want to pray for you. I want to ask you to commit to some things like being better than you were when you came in. You know, major stuff. today that you would say, you know what? I've never really had the kind of friend that you've described. I'm just telling you, friends like that, it's life-changing. Because when you know you have someone to walk hand in hand with throughout life, you you have people around you that'll show up. When you have, when you have friends that will commit to you, when you have friends that will be honest, when you have when you have those kind of people, it just transforms your life. And, I, and I'm, I'm telling you today, you need those kind of friends. The greatest friend that you need, though, is Jesus. And you can have all these things in place with people around you. If you're not walking in friendship with Jesus in relationship with him, he's leading the way here. I'll tell you, no one, no one can tell me the truth quite like Jesus can. And love me the entire time. And I know he's not beating on me. I know he's not hurting. He's building me. He's not hurting me. Right? There's no one like him. He's, he's, he's forgiving. He's loving. He understands my hurts. Right? He gets it. He keeps the secrets I tell him. in spite of me being who I am to him. He's the best friend you could have. If you're not living for him, if you're not in relationship with him, I encourage you, bow the knee of your heart. Just tell him, God, I choose to give my life to you. I want to walk in relationship with you. I need you in my corner. I need you leading me. Come on, everybody. The Bible says if we believe in our heart, if we confess with our mouth, right, He is the Son of God. He'll forgive our sin. He'll heal our hearts. And He'll lead us home. He'll lead your life. He'll establish a direction for your life to go that is unlike any other direction. And I promise it's the best thing you could ever dream. He'll fulfill your life in a way no one else or or you could ever do. And then he says this, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. 
I'm with the Bible says in Timothy, he's faithful even when we're unfaithful. He's faithful. This is Jesus. That's who he is. In the book of Romans chapter 5, it says we can now rejoice in our wonderful relationship with God all because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done in dying for our sins, making us friends with God. We get to be transformed through relationship into a relationship with Jesus who will teach us how to do it all, how to be the best friend anyone ever has ever had. All while being that for us. That's why he wants you close. Because you'll become like those who you're with. Come on, everybody. How many would say, you know what? I want to be closer to Jesus. Raise your hand. I want to be a better friend of Jesus. I need many of us. We need Jesus in our life. If you need Jesus in your life, you've never given your heart to the Lord. Maybe you're not really walking for him, with him. But you want to give him your life. If you want to trust him with everything leadership, the lordship of your life, just raise your hand all over this room. I want to pray with you. Yeah, hands going up everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Church, can we all just pray this together? Heavenly Father, we want to be better friends. And God, today, we know you're the very best friend that the world's ever seen. So we want you to be close to us. So we're going to choose to let you lead our life. We surrender our lives to you in its totality for you to lead us and be friends with us and shape our lives. We confess our sin to you, our doubts to you, and our failures to you. Help us be better than who we've been. Help me, Lord God, to follow you all my days. And as we grow together, let this friendship be the strongest thing in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, how many of you want your relationships with people to be deepened, to be better? Let's pray about that too before we leave. Lord God, I just pray in your own words. God, I pray over this congregation of people. I pray over what we've heard today, that what we have to respond and how we're going to fulfill these things in our lives. God, it is challenging. It's challenging for all of us because we're not doing all of these things really, really well. God, as good of a friend as I feel like I am to people, it's apparent there's some holes so God I pray for your honest assessment of my life with the people that are in it help me help me to be a better friend than I've been help me to walk close to them help me to receive from them help me to be honest in all of these things all these ways that we talk about today God I'm asking for your help thank you for listening with us today you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.